Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Devon Dream Agent Book One in the Devon series. Each of my books deals with the theme of intuition, because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice, the one of your best self, the highest self, in order to live your best life and also to trust that voice and develop it in order to help and serve humanity. Hi, and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm going to be talking about how to talk back to the gremlins when they show up in that annoying way they do when we think we got something down and then they, and then they you know, rear their challenging heads uh, from time to time and sometimes on the daily. So we're going to talk about how to talk back to the gremlins which is essentially shining a light on the darkness in a moment. But first, I want to highlight a couple things um, that came up this week. One, our line of planting the seeds cards. If you haven't checked them out on my website, I developed a line of cards called planting the seeds to work with kids in my private practice 11 years ago and to work with my kids um, at home because uh, they were small then. The cards are social and emotional tools to help kids develop confidence and work with raising their self-esteem and give them the tools they need to build a foundation for a successful and happy life. And we have two sets in the uh, line of cards, positive energy cards and affirmation cards, and both of them won a Mom's Choice Award last week. So we're really happy to share that. And again, if you haven't checked them out, if you're parents of little ones um, or even, you know, a little older ones, the cards are good for us all. And uh, I would love for you to check them out at my website at www.jillsylvester.com. And we've also come out with curriculum for parents and teachers to work with kids both at home and in the classroom in a PDF and an online format. Um, and it's my team really did a great job on these uh, on this curriculum. And uh, we're really proud of it. So so again, check it out. And the other thing I want to highlight is I'm just so proud of my college age clients that I spoke with this week, who are just killing it. I'm I'm I, I, I'm so impressed with these kids and how they're navigating um, just incredible challenges that the rest of us didn't have to. We had our own challenges, different challenges maybe in, in college, but just the things that these kids are facing and how they're dealing with it. And I just loved listening to the way they were rising above the gremlin voices in their head and how they're reaching out to people and how, you know, one of them on a scale of one to 10, she was a 10 this week and just making it happen for herself. And one of my other guys just giving me examples of how he was, you know, overcoming the gremlins in his head of different things with classes and friends and all kinds of stuff. So I'm just so proud of this handful of kids that I talked to this past week. And I just felt like sharing it with the rest of you, because if these kids can do it, in these circumstances that they're dealing with, you know, we can do it too. So on to talking back to the gremlins. So here's the thing. When the gremlins strike, and when I say gremlins, you know, the voice of the ego, it's the negative chatter, it's the OCD voice telling us that, you know, it's never enough, or, you know, we're this or that, we're never going to be this, and just that the whole banter that we all, I don't care who you are, if you're a CEO, if you're a stay-at-home mom, if you're a, a, a teenage kid in high school, if you're 70 years old, we all hear the gremlins in our head, and 
that's just part of being a human being. It's the darkness within. We all have it, but we also have the light. And so the challenge, the simple, simple, keep it simple challenge every day, that's how I look at it, is choosing for our highest and best and being aware of when we're triggered and challenged by our gremlins to go in the other direction. So I want to highlight this week three steps to focus on how to do that when they arrive because they're they're there. They're, they're always there. And sometimes they're so sneaky that, like I said in the beginning, we think we got something down. We're feeling really good about it. And that's one of the things I'm going to highlight with one of my other clients this week. And then they show up and it feels like we're failing and it feels like we're never going to do this. And it feels like we're never going to outwit our OCD or the voices in our head that tell us, you know, we're never going to be this, that, or make something happen. But really what you need to understand is that when the Kremlin show up, it's because you are being challenged and tested in your growth, which means you are doing it. I always say to my clients, take it as a compliment that you are being tested because it means you're growing. It means you're developing. When you're going along and all of a sudden you recognize them, being aware is the first step. Being aware is so important because you're recognizing the contrast. There's so many people that just go along. They don't know any different. They don't know that there's a gremlin voice and then there's the voice of your highest self. They don't know that there lies a choice point a lot of people just go along and they don't know that there is another choice they could be making other than just going along with the gremlin voice that they always hear. So the fact that you recognize that you're having a moment is the most important thing. So let's start with that. When you start to have negative chatter in your head or you start to feel down about yourself or you're just feeling a moment of other than in your highest and best, the first step is to embrace it, to acknowledge it. Yes, this is scary. Yes, this is the part we don't like. This is the uncomfortable part. But like what Carl Jung said, what we resist persists. When you have a moment that is really, really difficult and you're uncomfortable, I want you to stop and embrace it. Like, say it out loud. If you're in your kitchen, you're in your house, or you're in your workspace, your office space, just stop and say, oh, my God, like, I am having a moment. I am having a thought in my head that I haven't had for 20 years, five years, five days. I thought I was over this. Here it is again. Just stop and embrace it. Acknowledge it. This is where the hugest gains can come in for people, when you can stop and embrace it. It's facing the beast. It's turning to that energy that's going to rock you from your foundation or threatens to, and you stay with it. You say, I'm having a moment. I'm having a thought in my head that is not serving me, and it's really getting me down, and I'm going over it and perseverating on it, and it's driving me bananas. Stop and say it out loud, because the moment that you shine a light on that gremlin behavior is the moment that you let light in. And when you do that, you start to get your power back. Now, this is the hardest part because when we, you know, 
have something in our head that we don't want to be thinking about, or we start to get down on ourselves, or we're self-loathing, or we're anticipating the worst, right? That's like that's what anxiety is. It's what if, what if, what if. So when you're having those moments, the first thing we want to do is we want to run. But when you avoid that, it's like this thing, if, if you could see me, I'm holding my hand beside my head. It's like this thing that follows us around. So you're, you're looking at everything else, but you still got that thing, that thing, that annoying, you know, just energy that's sitting, whispering in your ear, just following you around no matter what you do. I want you to turn around and say, what? What do you got? Tell me, tell me, tell me what this is all about. Why do I need to face this? What do I need to know? So acknowledging and embracing what's happening in the moment when you get uncomfortable, when you feel itchy, when you feel like you're going to crawl out of your skin. I call it the energy of the bees in the land of blue in, in my young adult novel, The Land of Blue. It's the energy of the bees. It's that thing that makes us go, oh, my God, I cannot take this relationship, this job, this situation, this voice, this chatter, this energy, this irritation, another second. I want you to acknowledge it because when you do that, that's when you open the door for good things to come in and to change up the energy so that you start to raise it higher. When we come back, we'll talk about step two and what to do once you embrace it. Northern Pines Landscaping Design. In addition to cutting and maintaining your lawn, Northern Pines Landscaping plants colorful seasonal garden beds, trees and shrubs, installs sod, plants grass, designs walkways, fire pits, patios, and retaining walls. You name it, they can do it for your yard. And if you've seen my Instagram posts and the patio I sit on every single day when the weather is good, you can see the work of Northern Pines Landscaping right on those posts. To contact them, check out their website at www.northernpineslandscaping.com. That's www.northernpineslandscaping.com. The law office of Stephen J. Delamere in Stoughton has been practicing law since 1992 and understands that every client has different needs. They handle matters involving personal injury, real estate closings, real estate planning, litigation. For more information, contact Steve, who happens to be a great guy, at 781-344-0012 for a free consultation. That's the law office of Stephen J. Delamere at 781-344-0012 for a free consultation. All right, so you've acknowledged it. You're standing there. You're being really, really brave and courageous, and you're shining a light now on on acknowledging that something's happening that you don't like and you want to do something about it. That is the hardest part. Just like before you exercise, you have to get dressed. You have to put on your sneakers. You have to you know, get yourself ready to go. That's the hardest part is getting out of bed and getting started. Once you're dressed and ready, you can go work out. Anything. The hardest part is that first step for pretty much anything. So congratulate yourself on that because you've done it. The next part, though, is to stand in it and look for the why. So, for example, I'm thinking of a client that I spoke with this week who we've been working on having her use her voice and speak up more about, you know, her, her feelings. She was she was doing a really great job. And then something came up for her where she started to get really, really agitated. And so she felt like she had failed, that she was, you know, 
not going to make it into like, you know, advanced using her voice because um, another situation had come up that had challenged her. And so what we did is we talked about stopping, embracing it. Okay. You know, being challenged, standing in that space and then looking for the why. And this is, this is that second step. When you look for the reason that you might be being challenged in that moment, when you listen to your heart and ask, what is it saying? You know, why am I feeling so irritated right now? Asking your body what it needs to tell you. What is the message behind the discomfort? What happens when you're brave enough to stand in that moment of discomfort is you start to ally with your body and with the information that it's trying to tell you. Anxiety in my belief, irritation in my belief, is never designed to hurt you. It's uncomfortable. We want to take everybody out who's in our path when we're experiencing this. But really, it's your body's way of saying, there's something I need to say to you in this moment. There's something you need to remember in this moment from when you were 12, when you were 5, when you were 23, from two days ago that you said you weren't going to do, and now it's coming up again, or a conversation you didn't deal with. Your body is always giving you messages to point you in the right direction. It just feels like we want to crawl out of our skin and, and run away from ourselves. That's what anxiety feels like. It's awful, which is why we pop pills, which is why we drink, which is why we do drugs. It's why we engage in uh, skin picking and self-destructive behavior and biting our nails. It's, it's the discomfort gets so much that we just want to run from it. And understandably so, because it's, it's brutal when we're in it. But when you start to understand or believe and change your perspective that your body is actually giving you information to rise you higher and to evolve and to make your life something better so that you are more peaceful in your daily actions and feel that kind of authentic power. Well, we'll sign up for that, right? Recognizing that your body might be telling you something is what I guided this client to do and what I'm going to guide you to do is what I guided this client to do, to be able to ask for the why and stand in it until a memory comes or until some information comes to be able to understand why you feel like you're unable to take that next step or to make that decision or to use your voice and speak up to a certain person in your life as this, as this you know, was the case with this person. And it's really, really powerful because when you stand in it, the information usually does come. Sometimes it'll come later. You might have a dream. You might think about it days later and be like, oh, you know, I was, I was thinking about how I got nervous and to speak up to this person. And I realized why, because she reminded me of my second grade teacher, let's say, or she reminded me of a mean person in my life that said something and made me feel so embarrassed about myself that I couldn't possibly speak up to this person in 2020. Whatever it is, the information will come when you ask for it. But, you know, ask and you shall receive. You, you have to ask the question. You have to want to know the why. And in order to know the why, you have to be able to walk into those triggers and kind of own them, identify them, know that they're there, and then decide you're going to join forces with them to understand why they're there 
and then step three, which is move forward. Because when you acknowledge step one, and you look for the why, and you hold through it until you get that information you need about why something's preventing you from moving forward, it's incredibly liberating because you start to understand that the gremlins are there to hold you back. And that when you get uncomfortable, it's because you're about to do something amazing. You're about to take that job. You're about to speak up and use your voice that you never did your whole entire life. You're about to say no to a relationship that doesn't serve you anymore. Say yes to a relationship that could potentially change your whole life. You're about to do something amazing. When you're about to do something amazing, are your, are your gremlins going to be happy for you? No, they're going to come out in full force and try to hold you back. The more that you understand that, the more playful this work becomes. It doesn't have to be this thing that takes you out for two weeks at a time. You can look at it for what it is, which is you're growing, you're evolving, you're at the cusp of making a decision. Some call it trouble at the border. And when you, when you move forward, you're going to change. You're going to evolve. You're going to grow. And good things come with that. But scary things come with that, too, because we change. So the landscape looks a little different. And just when we had it all down and all safe and all perfect in its nice little box, it changes. And so that can bring up a whole other set of anxious symptoms and worry thoughts and gremlin chatter. But the most important thing is, is to understand when you're about to grow and change, you're going to be tested. And when you understand that, you can smile at it. You can smile at the gremlin chatter. You can move forward with basically saying yes to your life, walking out of that dark space and into a lighter one. You can feel good about that decision. You're moving through a wall. You're moving through an obstacle. And when you do that once, you can do it again. This is how it works when you say yes to the light and you turn your back on the darkness, you say no to it, you smile, you understand how it was there in the past, how you don't want it to be there anymore. You can do it more gracefully, more powerfully, and understand the opportunities that come into your path every time you go to make a decision that causes you to grow. So you're always choosing between your shadow and your light, between the darkness and the light. You're, you're, you know, listening to your gremlins and you're either buying what they're selling or you're saying, you know what, that's, I used to do that. I know where it takes me. I'm going to choose something different. I'm going to be brave. I'm going to be courageous. I'm going to embrace this discomfort. I'm going to look for the why underneath. And then I'm going to choose to move forward into a space that is my birthright. You are a creative person. You are a person that can make things happen. You are a person that deserves to be peaceful and powerful. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter if you're young or old. It doesn't matter what you've done in the past. You deserve that. We all deserve to feel peaceful and to feel powerful. So I hope that these steps encourage you to feel a little bit more in the driver's seat if some challenges have come up in your life and to encourage you to take it one choice at a time. Okay, questions this past week. 
So one question that came up this week was dealing with tough teenagers in the house being belligerent, being really difficult, being really moody, how to deal with them. And um, I feel like this has been coming up every week for the past couple of months as school is starting again, um, particularly for seniors in high school. So what I want to say to parents is create a space, and, and I'm, I know this question came up last week too, so it bears repeating, create a space for kids to be able to share their feelings, not at the expense of taking the house out, not at the expense of disrespecting you, um, but creating a space. So maybe in order to control it more on your end as a parent, to be able to ask them, how was your day today? How was, how was, uh, you know, how are your friends doing? How are you doing with all of this? Do you want to talk about it? Um, you know, it's, you know, really difficult, um, but any support you need from us, you know, kind of thing. So you take the reins instead of waiting for their mood to upset the dinner table or your house, and then you're talking about it, then then you're like, you know, putting out fires and, and cleaning up the mess. If you take the reins and ask your child or your children how their day was, how they're doing, and maybe praise some things like I talked about with the college students earlier, you know, praise what they're doing right so that they start to feel like they have some distress tolerance going on and that they have some control and power that's going to help them as they navigate and move forward. But I would ask them first and then create a space for them to talk, and it will allow them a little bit more of feeling like they're heard, feeling like they're validated, because a lot of their behavior is going to be because things are out of control, out of their control, so they're going to take it out on you because, you know, you, your family, that's 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 what we do. Um to families because we feel safe enough to kind of, you know, show all our yuck, right? So allow the space, ask the question. Hopefully that'll give you a little bit more control, but understand where it's coming from. And again, don't, it's, it's, it's not about enabling. It's not about allowing unacceptable behavior, but it is about understanding where it comes from, creating a space for it. And then hopefully that will tame it and manage it a little bit better. I got an email about, um, helping kids through this time with foods and what kind of foods would be good for them to uh, to support them, I guess, through this through this time. A lot of questions about kids this week. Um, I would say, you know, I'm not a nutritionist, but food is certainly something that I look at as a therapist in my sessions with clients because it's a huge part of the whole. I think it you, you can't not look at it um, if you want to feel like a well person. Food is a huge component of feeling well mentally, spiritually, physically, and emotionally. So if you're eating like junk, you're going to think like junk, you're going to feel like junk. So what I will say um, is that protein, carb, and a fat at each meal for a balanced meal is really, really important. I like plant-based mostly, not exclusively, but mostly. Uh, I find that that helps clarity of mind. It helps with mood, whether you're a teenager or an adult. I think it helps a lot. So, um, you know, you can you can look at that. So lots of fruits and vegetables um, and healthy ways to get protein there. And certainly a balance. I think balance is really, really important. If you never have dessert or good foods and are withholding, you're going to be an irritable, miserable person. So you got to have that in there as well. And, and, 
I think a belief system, you know, eating food for enjoyment. If you're eating food in fear and you're eating food in um, upset is going to cause that vibration to happen as well. So I, I want to address that with the food piece because I think it's important. So protein, carb, and a fat, I think, you know, I like 70, 75% plant-based. I think that is a good ratio for me. That's that's kind of how I talk to my clients about it. And also bringing in balance in terms of, you know, how you look at food, how you're eating food, making sure that you're enjoying your food. Because if you're enjoying your food, you're going to be an enjoyable person. So um, food is important. It's important at any age. And it is absolutely part of feeling like you're in control of your moods and, and feeling good about it and feeling good about who you are. Food is a huge part of it. Third question, and this goes in line with the podcast today, an email I got that asked me, how do you know if it's fear or if it's the gremlins? Doesn't fear serve you sometimes? Yes, fear definitely serves you sometimes. Um, the difference for me, I can only speak to the way I deal with it, is waiting. So if I hear the gremlins in my mind about something, it tends to be more of a chatter, more of an annoying um, kind of like a, you know, a loop that'll just kind of just just be there and just it's like an irritating kind of a vibe. Whereas fear will be more of a weighted feeling like don't do that. It isn't right. Um, I'll often get a no in my dreams about a choice I need to make it could be something light. It could be something more serious. Um, and I'll always trust that. It's just more weighted. It's not a scary, annoying, like kind of skim the surface, belligerent, attacking like mosquito kind of a thing. It's more of like a solid no. It's a solid, more grounded feeling of that is not a good choice for you. And I think if you check into the feeling of both of those things, you're going to know the difference for yourself. When it's fear and it's something you're not supposed to be doing or engaged in or whatever it is, you're going to know. It's like a whole feeling that comes over you like, yeah, that could take me down a path. It's going to bring me into the shadow. It's going to bring me into, you know, darkness. It's not a good thing for me. Versus the gremlins, it's more of that like, you know, when little kids go, mom, 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 mom. It's more of that annoying kind of a, um, you know, you know, you might not want to do that, or you know, you're not going to succeed at that, or that's not going to work, or it's that kind of a thing. Um, so, so play with it, you know, try, try to like create your own little dictionary of sorts or your own little code. But usually, that's the kind of vibe that um, I find with people with myself to to discern the difference. But I love the question because fear does serve. It's not about walking around happy and smiling all the time. Like, you know, fear fear is fear serves us. It it keeps us safe. It keeps us smart. Um, it creates wisdom. So honor that when it comes for sure. But discern the difference. And when you come to discern the difference, that's when you can really you know, move through with with ease, uh, like we talked about earlier, and knowing the difference between how to move away from the darkness and walk into the light. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www 
www.jillsylvester.com, where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.